0: Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. I'm your host, Thomas. Thank you for tuning in. Tonight, we're going to take a journey to the small, peaceful island of Carricka Reed in Northern Ireland. It's a tranquil place that tonight's writer Leanne has described beautifully, and I think it will help you drift off with ease tonight. First, though, we at Get Sleepy love Canva for Teams, and I'm so pleased they're sponsoring this show. Canva for Teams is a design platform that makes it easy for anyone to create stunning content in any format from social media posts to videos, presentations, and websites. It's so easy to use, but the results are always sleek and look so professional. Canva is our number one go-to for all our episode images and social media content, and we really value how easy it is to collaborate on projects. And for anyone out there who wants to take their presentations to the next level, Canva for Teams has tons of professionally designed presentation templates and amazing features to bring visual vibrancy to whatever you're presenting. Collaborate with Canva for Teams. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you go to canva.me C-A-N-V-A slash getsleepy. That's canva.me slash getsleepy. For a free 45-day extended trial, canva.me/getsleepy. I'd just like to tell you about Get Sleepy Premium. It's the best way to experience the show. As a premium member, you'll have access to over 500 full-length stories and meditations, completely and entirely ad-free, and every Thursday we release a brand new bonus episode exclusive to the premium feed. Tomorrow, before we reach the spring, Vanessa will be reading us a delightful wintry story set in one of America's coldest regions, Minnesota. To hear that and everything else on Get Sleepy Premium, go to getsleepy.com support or just follow the link in the show notes. The first seven days are free, so you can make sure you're happy. That's getsleepy.com slash support. Now, my friends, it's time to settle in and transition into the night. Our story is going to give you ample opportunity to do just that while you prepare for a good night's sleep. So if you're feeling wakeful and restless right now, there's no panic whatsoever. In fact, it may somewhat reassure you to know that I was finding it really difficult to let go of disruptive thoughts and settle down last night myself. And I ended up with far less sleep than I ideally needed. So if you're going through a bit of a bad patch right now too, then just know you're by no means the only one. But what I want you to do now, as we prepare to start our story, is simply take three calming breaths... letting the exhale extend a little longer than the inhale. On the last of those breaths, just surrender control over your sleep. It's one of those things we cannot force. We simply have to just let it happen. So let go of any sense of control or any sense of active effort you might be making towards sleep. Just surrender to the here and now enjoying the comfort of your bed, and knowing that the only thing you need to do is listen along to our story and allow yourself to gradually relax. So, let's head to the shores of Northern Ireland and meet Lucy. The colors were astounding. Lucy stood at the edge of the road, staring out into an expanse of pink, blue, lavender and white. The field was full of hydrangeas. These had always been Lucy's favorite flowers. Their puffy, round shape reminded her of popcorn. She peered up close at the delicate petals that made up the large blooms. They were absolutely beautiful. Hydrangeas were one of the many reasons Lucy loved traveling to Northern Ireland. She had arrived earlier that morning and was looking forward to reaching her destination, Carrickareed Island. Lucy's family was originally from Northern Ireland. With great pride, her grandmother would always tell stories of growing up as a fisherman's daughter. Lucy was excited to get back to her family's roots and explore the beautiful country. Carrickareed Island was a great start. She got into her car and started once again on the narrow, winding roads. The hydrangeas continued to follow her on her journey. The flowers' pink, blue, and purple hues contrasted with the bright green grass and the white houses. The road flowed up and down like a continuous, peaceful rhythm. She had both windows of her vehicle slightly lowered, just enough that a light wind brushed her hair back from her face. The air smelt fresh. It cleared her head of all the thoughts that sometimes bounced around. She was left with a calming peace and simple happiness. Lucy was enjoying the flow of the road and her refreshed mind when the sea came into view. This was where the edge of the county Antrim mainland met the Atlantic Ocean. Lucy's car was the only one on the road, so she slowed down to take in the view. The green hillside rolled down to meet grey cliffs peppered with flowers. Blue water stretched out for miles, with a couple of faint islands off in the distance. She could see birds circling above the cliffs. On top of the hill, a couple sat on a bench with their heads leaned against one another, facing the scene. It was a magical sight from afar, and Lucy couldn't wait to experience it up close. She continued down the winding road to a steep, paved driveway. At the bottom, she found a gravel-surfaced car park. Lucy stepped out of her car, and as she made her way to a smooth dirt path, all the sights came alive with sound. The cliff tops were lined with tall cattails. The plants made a light swooshing noise as the breeze swept over them. There were delicate, tall pink flowers sprinkled among the beige cattails. As the wind whooshed in and out, it felt as if the whole cliffside was taking smooth, deep breaths. Birds circled above, making light cooing noises. In the ocean, a little way off from the shoreline, there was a large rock. The top of this rock was covered in perched birds, which were various shades of grey and white. They took turns swooping down past the cliffs to touch the water below. They seemed like they were calling to each other as they passed. Lucy took a moment to just enjoy watching them converse with one another. Below, the waves crashed against the rocks with a perfect crescendo and decrescendo, louder then softer. They came in and out. Lucy closed her eyes and for a moment, matched her breath to the cadence of the waves. When she opened her eyes, she watched the water meet the rocks and spray up into the air, before flowing back out to the sea. The sunlight caught these droplets adding sparkle to them before they rejoined the swaying body of water. To the left, the cliffside stretched out as far as the eye could see. To the right, the cliffs jutted out into a point. That was where she was heading the Isle of Karikarete. Lucy began making her way towards her destination. She slowed as a wonderful, warm and cozy smell drifted to her nose. Her stomach started to rumble. Then she noticed a small white building with a black tin roof. She was in no rush, so she walked over following the delicious smell. The menu was full of savory options. She decided to order a bacon roll as the colorful Neat writing on the chalkboard noted it was the most popular item. With the roll in hand, Lucy walked over to the slatted bench and sat down. Then she bit into her delicious treat. It was hot and salty, with a slight sweetness. The dough surrounding the filling was perfectly flaky and melted in her mouth as she bit down. As Lucy savored her snack, a park worker led a tour group to a nearby bench. She overheard the charismatic woman telling the small crowd that the rock to the left was a bird sanctuary. That explained the wonderful bird community that Lucy had spotted earlier. The woman went on to note what a beautiful, clear day it was, and she was right. The sun was beaming high in the sky but it was not too hot as a cool breeze rushed in and out over the land. There were white puffy clouds in the sky above. It was a perfect day. The tour guide went on to say that normally you could not see Rathlin Island off in the distance. She pointed to the right. Lucy could see the faint outline of an island. The woman said that the cloud cover was usually so thick that fishermen joked that Rathlin Island was made up. She laughed heartily at the passed-down joke, and Lucy smiled. The guide explained that carrick was famous for the rope bridge connecting it to the mainland. There was only one building on the island — a fisherman's cottage. The woman ended her speech by explaining the importance of this location. She spoke about how they limited entry to keep the foot traffic low on the trails. This would help to preserve the site and keep it in good condition for future visitors. Then she pointed to the path that led to the island. Lucy threw the wrapper in a bin near the trail entrance. Then she adjusted her backpack and set out onto the trail. The path was made up of compact dirt with small pebbles throughout. Her boots rolled smoothly on the ground. To her left, she could hear the whistle of the cattails. Dark burgundy flowers were dotted here and there between them. Then a burst of bright yellow flowers with perfectly rectangular petals appeared among them. All the flowers swayed back and forth, in the cool breeze. The ocean's melody continued below as it met its rock counterpart, and the birds were still cooing above as they circled around and took turns swooping down to the water. Away from the cars and the people, it felt like Lucy had stepped into a magical bubble of perfect bliss. She continued a few paces forward, where the fence to her right stopped. A rolling hill came into view. Lush, tall green grass danced in the wind, moving to the same rhythm as the flowers on her left. Across the hillside, puffs of white were sprinkled throughout the dancing strands of green. As her eyes adjusted to the brightness, Lucy realized The white puffs were grazing sheep. She stepped closer. A couple of sheep stood munching grass side by side. Then she noticed the sheep were marked with paint. One had a blue circle on its hip, while the other had a pink circle. Lucy knew that farmers marked their sheep this way for identification. She chuckled at the presence of the bright colours among the greenery. Standing there for a moment, she watched as the sheep grazed peacefully. Off in the distance, other sheep slowly walked around, raising their heads occasionally to reveal varying facial patterns of black and white. They looked so content. Lucy continued to walk along the rolling hills, dotted with sheep on her right, and tall, colourful flowers to her left. The path began to slope down, and between the flowers, an opening became visible. Lucy paused for a moment there to see the shoreline. The cliffs were high and deep and very smooth. They looked as if the rock had been scooped away. With a straight shovel. At the bottom of the cliffs, there were rocks of different sizes that led out into the Atlantic Ocean. The water flowed in and out. Its cadence was different from that of the greenery and flowers that surrounded her. It felt as if the flowing grass and the waves were singing back and forth to one another. Lucy stood there for a moment, delighted by the view of the water from this angle. A rainbow sprung up from the rock as the sun caught a glistening spray of water. This was by far the most beautiful shoreline she had ever seen. Lucy continued to walk down the path and rounded a corner near the famous rope bridge. It moved peacefully high above the waves. The bridge was sturdy. As it was made of thick rope and strong wood. Lucy stepped out on the smooth wooden slats and began to walk. Midway, she stopped and looked to her left. Again, she cast her gaze on the perfectly sculpted shoreline, with the ocean meeting the carved cliffs. On the other side of the rope bridge, there was a new sight. The rolling hills topped with green grass sloped down into the ocean below. There were no rocks to be met, just flowing grass. The grass seemed to grow darker in the shadows as it approached the magnificent hues of the ocean. The water had turquoise and royal blue shading, as well as bright blue these colors shifted as the water flowed and lapped against the side of the hill. Lucy smiled and took a deep breath. Here on the rope bridge between the mainland of Antrim County and the island of Carrick She could smell the saltiness of the Atlantic Ocean below, and the earthiness of the two pieces of land. Lucy cherished this moment. The rope bridge gave her and others the opportunity to experience land and sea all at once. Slowly, enjoying each step, she walked across the remainder of the bridge. She savored the smells and the continuous rhythm, as the landscape seemed to sway on either side of her. Smiling triumphantly, Lucy stepped off the bridge and onto the island she came to see. Reaching a steep hill, she began to climb, placing one foot in front of the other. With each step, she felt her muscles moving and working to support her ascent. She was very grateful for her body and all it was helping her see today. There was a viewing point just off the path, so she decided to take a break. After slipping off her backpack, she took out a bottle of water. The pack was insulated and had kept the water fresh and cold. There was a rock that was perfect for sitting, facing the way she had just come. Any other person might question why the rock was not facing the ocean, but Lucy took a seat looked back at the route she had taken to get here and smiled. Her path through the grass was neatly outlined in a golden-orange color. The grass was a mixture of hunter green and brighter patches. As Lucy sat on the rock, the moving clouds cast different shading on the greenery and ocean below. She watched the shades flow all around her. It was a perfect piece of ever changing art, and she was so thankful to be able to sit in it. She wanted to take a mental snapshot of this moment. Then she noticed that the grass in front of her was padded down, as if multiple people had walked there. She got up and took a step forward. Down below, there were zigzag steps leading to the only building on the small island. It was a white wooden cottage with a dark green roof. Lucy recalled the park worker explaining that the only building on the island was a fisherman's cottage. She was surprised by its small size. There was a rope blocking off access, and she suspected that fishermen had not used this small cottage in quite some time. Lucy took another sip of her cold water and stretched her arms out to her sides. Feeling refreshed and rejuvenated, she decided to continue on her journey. And after only a couple of paces up the hill, she arrived at the top of the island. The footpath stopped at a patch of grass. This was the grass that seemed to have been waving to her for the entire climb. Bending down and pressing her hand to the ground, she noticed that the grass was soft and plush. To feel fully connected with the earth around her, Lucy decided to take off her hiking boots sitting down, she began to unlace them. After pulling her boots off each foot, she stretched out her legs. Then she pulled her knees to her chest and began to roll off her socks. She wiggled her toes in the cool breeze and felt a subtle, but delightful chill go up her spine. Lucy pressed her feet into the grass. It felt as if she was placing them on a pile of thin string. Taking a moment to squirm her toes into the ground, she felt a slight dew beneath the top layer. Standing slowly, Lucy took a moment to feel her body connect to the ground beneath her. The wind moved all around her, picking up strands of her hair as they danced in rhythm with the swaying grass. Lucy felt in that moment that she was part of this Irish shore. She was part of the fabric that made up Caricareed Island, and she knew for certain that it was now part of her. Lucy touched the cladder ring on her finger. Her father had given it to her on her twelfth birthday. It was sterling silver and was made up of two hands holding a heart, with a crown perched on top of the heart. It stood for love, loyalty, and friendship three values that Lucy lived by. As she stood with the wind and the land, she traced the symbols of the ring. She had never felt more connected with her Irish heritage than in that moment. Lucy savored her rooted state. She closed her eyes and let herself be fully present. She took a deep breath in and then exhaled slowly. Then she opened her eyes and looked towards the ocean. She could see the outline of Rathlin Island off in the distance. She was thankful for the clear weather that allowed her to see this often elusive landmass. The water stretching out to meet Rathlin Island was a curious bright blue, and contrasted well with the dark greyish-blue of the island's outline. As Lucy stepped closer to the edge of Carrickareed Island, dark rocks came into view below, with spots of yellow and green moss covering them. A couple of white pelicans sat on one of the rocks looking out at the ocean. Another bird flew in to join them. This bird was grey, but had intricate dotted patterns along its wings. To Lucy's delight, one of the pure white pelicans flew up from the rock below landing right by where she was standing. The grey bird followed. The white pelican then walked along the edge of the island cliff, pushing its head forward as it moved. Then it paused and looked at the grey bird behind it. This bird followed the white pelican and copied its exact walk. The two continued to stroll around and mimic each other. Lucy found herself letting out a giggle as the birds flew away. She decided to take a moment to rest and lie down on the soft bed of grass. It felt as if she was lying on a fluffy cloud. She let her body sink into the cushy surface. In the sky above her, puffy white clouds moved slowly across a backdrop of light blue. She remembered finding shapes in the clouds as a child. Lucy decided to close her eyes and imagine she was floating on one of the clouds above. She listened to the waves go in and out. and after a while, her mind cleared. She was fully present and at one with the nature that surrounded her. Feeling rested and immersed in a state of peace, Lucy slowly sat up. She knew that she would need to journey back to her car soon, but she decided to admire the ocean a little longer. Way out in the distance, the sun hit the horizon in a way that made the water shimmer. A golden hue started to cast itself. All around her. Even the grass was shining. The light made the scene so picturesque. Lucy realized that this whole time she had not taken a single photo. After digging through her backpack, she found her digital camera. She turned it on, and the lens rolled out smoothly, ending with a slight click. Positioning the camera towards Rathlin Island, she pressed the button. Lucy loved taking photos and knew she would cherish these once she returned home. Standing up, she turned in a slow circle, taking snapshots of the beautiful scenery that surrounded her. She knew all too well the pictures would not do the sights justice. But later, the images would take her mind back to this peaceful adventure. She was glad she had taken the time to fully live in this moment. When she was finished, she walked over to where she had laid her boots and socks. She looked out at the sea as she slipped them back on. She welcomed the warmth of the boots as the breeze had turned cooler with the sun going down. She took one last sweeping glance around her. Her eyes moved over the outline of Rathlin Island, then towards the rolling green hills that seemed to flow into the bright ocean below. There was the grass and the grazing sheep way above the path she was about to take. Finally. She gazed at the shoreline with the bird sanctuary off in the distance. Everything was covered in a blanket of golden light. Lucy slowly made her way back down the hill. She passed the small fisherman's cottage, and arrived at the rope bridge. As she stepped off Karikareed Island and onto the bridge, she felt as if she was seeing new scenery. Earlier, the water had splashed up white foam that transformed into a rainbow. Now, It was a golden liquid, it looked like melted butter, and this time, along with the salt of the ocean and the earthiness in the air, there was a coolness as well. Lucy made her way across the bridge to the mainland and was met with grass shimmering in the evening sun. She continued the hike, taking pictures along the way, and she listened to the cooing of the birds, the rustling grass, and the crashing of the waves below. Lucy thought of her great-grandfather walking pathways like this every day as he went to fish. He would have walked across the soft grass just like Lucy did today. Pausing, she took another deep breath in and then slowly breathed out. As she stood there, she concentrated on how grateful she was. She was grateful for the journey to the shoreline, for the hike, and for her connection to the island. Feeling full in many ways, Lucy once again Traced her claddagh ring, and she knew that Carica Reed would forever hold a special place in her heart.